Okay, let's get started. I don't know if you uh, watch Kimmel. Do you watch Kimmel? Jimmy Kimmel? I watch, uh, yes, I do watch Kimmel. Uh, Sarah, uh, not lately because he's been on vacation, I think. Sarah Silverman was on this last week. And I saw her one you, night. Did you see She's this? Funny. I'm going to show you a clip. Uh, she said something kind of about you and me, which I don't know whether to be offended a little bit or just amused. Take a, take, take a look at this clip and t I want to see what you think. Eight out of every 10 Americans currently hosts a podcast and the other two are talking about starting one. But now there's hope with Pod Squad. This incredible organization sends representatives like me to the homes of would-be podcasters to intervene with empathy and care. Today, we wade into the gazpacho debate. Is it a soup? No! Nobody wants this! Clean up my mess! But my listeners, why? Oh, thank God. Are we a little bruised by that? Because really that's us you know we're just doing a podcast from our home right. you know just like so that what? guy i don't know wait a minute you could say the same thing about people who are on facebook you could say the same thing about people who are on twitter everybody's doing it so everybody's doing it so we're two of the people who are doing it so what she's so right what? she's right about what one would you thing. be doing if you weren't doing this i know it's just for fun the point she's right. trying to make is that we all want to hear the sound of our own voices and maybe not everybody has to say what they think and do it online all the I time. Think I agree. Yeah. And I, 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 right. think, I think a lot of the other people should just stop doing it. <laughs> but not us. <laughs> just the other people. Because, no, you know what, seriously, <laughs> I know what you're saying about, I want to hear the sound of my voice. I th everybody's on TV right now, which is why I think to myself, I'm kind of glad in a way, as much as I miss doing my show, I'm kind of glad if I had, if it had to end, it ended at, before everybody got on TV. Yes, That's how it feels. right. And some people are great. So I don't think my feelings are hurt too much. Uh, that was a pretty funny little sketch. It was hilarious. It I love was her. Hilarious. She's funny. She's right. There are there are a bazillion podcasts out there, and yeah. most of us are just fooling around. How do you okay. separate the wheat from the chaff? We don't care. We're doing it just because we like to. Yeah, so no, there. You know what? We don't need to hear the sound of our voices. We've heard it. Okay. Well, a for lot. those of you who are actually listening... Uh, you're listening to Older and Wiser. I'm Bob Bates in Los Angeles, and that's Susan Sakura up there in Northern California. So there you go. A couple of older folks just looking at the news and looking at some surveys that we find online. But and older, but we're wiser. Older, but we're wiser. See, that's the thing you get with our podcast is the yeah. wisdom. That's, well, that's the extra You know, feature. you've been through stuff, and sometimes the answer is, I'm not doing that anymore, or I don't get that anymore, or I've spent too much time on that. And you know that at our age. You don't know it when you're 25. Let's get started now. Um, our first item uh, comes to us from the Washington Post. There was a survey done between the Washington Post and Shar School, and they were trying to find out what people think will happen after the pandemic is over. Will people continue to wear masks? Will we wear more comfortable clothing because we got used to it during the pandemic? Um, in other words, has the pandemic changed the way we live forever? If I were sneezing my head off with uh, flu symptoms or even just a common cold and I had to go into a store, I would probably take a mask with me. And until somebody like a Dr. Fauci says, okay, it's over. You can get rid of your masks, throw them out. Probably I'll always have a couple ready. If when I go indoors, 
Yes. Am I going to wear it every time I have a sniffle? Probably if I have a sniffle or I don't feel so great, I'm going to stay home if I don't really have to go out. I think that's the point that they're making with this survey, honestly, is that years beyond this, when we're a little sick or we don't want to share our germs with other people, we have a stash of masks now. We'll Mm -hmm. put one on to prevent spreading a cold. Um, I think it is something that we've learned to do and that we and our children will continue to do it for decades to come. I'll tell you what else, when you mentioned children, I'm glad you brought that up, because if you look at uh, any footage on any newscast at night or even during the day, um, when you see uh, when you see video, when you see pictures, film, whatever, of kids in school, the little ones, and they have their masks on, I don't see they're not screaming about it. It's the parents or whoever who doesn't like the idea that might be screaming about it. But the kids have accepted it. They're growing up with it. It's not a big deal. They probably wonder, why is everybody out there screaming with mommy or daddy? Okay. I think what they've learned here in this article, and I think it's probably true, I -hmm. really believe, masks are with us for the rest of at least our lives, as long as we'll be alive, uh, in one way or another. We're going to need them. Uh, so don't uh, don't throw them away because you're probably it's the new seatbelt. It's the new seatbelt. It really right. is. Exactly. Mm-hmm. In the early days of seatbelts, people were cutting them out of their cars because they didn't want them. Uh, now people right. just have gotten used you to seatbelts. You wouldn't think of starting a car and moving it, especially if there's somebody else in there without putting your seatbelt on. And they even have the mechanism where the bell goes off and tells you if you're not if you're not buckled in. So that's that. I think as far as masks go, I think people who have resisted them all along, unless, I hate to say it, they have had a loved one get really sick or, God forbid, pass on from this thing. I think people who don't want masks and are devoted to fighting masks are not going to wear them then because they're not wearing them now. Couldn't agree more. And Uh, and as far as the clothes, that's going to stick. That's now. (laughs) You like my blouse? You said you like my blouse, right? You should see what I have on underneath. All right. I don't want to know. Don't stand up. No, you don't want to know. No. And my sloppy pants are the, the, I, I, I can't tell you how old the pants are that I have on. Yeah. I would say, I would say comfortable clothes are here to stay for sure. For sure. All right. So you sent me this great little article um, from AARP, which Nice that you read AARP. That's I do read it. Wait point. a minute. Time out. No, There's, no. Oh, AARP. No, no, no. Way. But let's clear this up now. Okay. I think AARP, they did a revamp of their magazine. Yeah. I want to say it feels like about 20 years ago by now. Right. And my husband used to get it. And I used to say to him, because he was older, I said, don't give me that. Don't show me that card. That's your little club. That's not mine. And then I got the card. And I don't know. Yeah. I'll just put it in the back of my wallet and nobody will do they anything. They start sending and, you that stuff when you turn 50. But the magazine is good. They did a revamp. The magazine is good. They've done a profile on people like George Clooney. They okay. did Alan Alda. They've done all all right. So they do a nice job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, nice job. All right. That little promo out of the way for AARP Magazine. <laughs> uh, here's the headline of the item that you sent. 12 things your kids actually might want to inherit. And it's uh-huh. all based on the theory uh, that... We as older people think that all of our crap is really nice and really valuable. So valuable. And, the, oh. and we can't wait to die because we want to give all this to our children. <laughs> and the truth is, most kids couldn't care less about all your crap and they, they really they, don't yeah. want it, right? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, but there are a few things laying around that kids are interested in. And, and AARP Magazine's made a little list here. Shall we go through well, the list? Well, and, and before you start this, I just want to reiterate something. <laughs> okay. What you don't get rid of now, 
you foist that onto your children at a bad time when they're going to be grieving your loss, hopefully, and they're going to have to go through all your stuff. Yeah, but they think you but you think they want it. That's the problem. Yeah, they don't. That's the point. But they're going to hire they're going to hire two people with a truck and say, haul it away and, buy, and write them a check. So you're, 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 you're back issues of TV Guide magazine, just not interesting to them. No. Okay. Uh, here are some of the things that kids actually might want. Okay. Uh, they, they might want a couple and just a couple of me- your memorable knickknacks. And only yes. if they have some personal meaning, like something that they remember from their grandmother's table, a serving dish or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Remember, I have one. You have one? I have one right here. Yes. Oh, let's see. I it. do. What is it? Okay. Here it is. It's called a cracker jar. My mother used to collect antiques, and there was an antique shop in the family. Okay. okay. Not a lot of money. It was mostly secondhand stuff, let's face it. Yeah. But she had this, and I think she got it there. Okay. It's a cracker jar. Wow, it's Ceramic. very fancy for a cracker okay. jar. That it's looks pretty, like it's it very nice, in... right? It's a little gold trim. I'm sure it's not 24 karat or anything oh, like that. Nice. Yeah, it is nice. Now, first of all, do I want this to sell it? No, because it was my mother's. Right. And of all the things she had, and then she moved out here, we brought this, and she had it. I think she had it in her room. I might have had it at home. I don't remember. But after she passed, this is one thing I wanted to keep. I not only have it. I keep tea bags in it ah, and stuff. See, so, so you, I use it because if you put it away in a in a closet, it's well, nice for the memory. But use it. That's kind of a great point. Is all this crap we collect? If we put it away in a closet, it's just something that our kids are going to have to put away in their closet and then eventually throw it away, or or it's going to end up in somebody's closet. If it belongs yeah. in a closet, it belongs in the trash. If this were in a cupboard, I would be paying part of my rent, as however microscopic, for this. Yeah. This doesn't need a place to live. If it's with me, I need to use it. There you go. Some of the other things, things that uh, millennials wouldn't mind keeping after you're dead, a couple of their toys from their, their room when they were a kid, maybe a stuffed animal or a... I, I have or, old Ginny dolls. Is that like a Barbie doll? What's a Jenny uh, doll? Is that, was that doll a big was deal? Was that a small? She thing? was like a, oh, it was very big deal years ago, back Jenny. in the fifties. Interesting. Little girl Jenny, um, and she was uh, yeah. Um, Before it my was time, Jenny, and then she had uh, Jill was her older sister. Jenny and Jill, holiday memories. That's something children, uh, millennials, and Gen Xers wouldn't mind keeping a couple of Christmas ornaments or a couple of, uh, mm-hmm. of things from, from Hanukkah or something in their home that reminds them of the holidays. Yes. They also like uh, the big asset stuff. They'll take your house and they'll take your car so if you can pass those on down to the kids. They're not stupid. They're <laughs> They're not stupid. Remember, if these kids went to college, <laughs> your Ginny doll isn't going to, you no. know, it's not going to be a drop in the bucket. The house but might help. if you got a house, that might help because at least they can either live there and not pay rent while they're paying off the loan. If you've got a couple of favorite recipes from grandma, especially if they're handwritten by grandma, that's yeah. a nice thing to give to the kids. It's nice to have, but, you know, mine are sitting in a book because I don't cook. Yeah. Um, and I don't bake. Apparently, according to this, most millennials really don't want your big old furniture. They don't care about your couch. They don't want oh. your recliner. They won't generally want the dining room table. They might take a little accent piece or something or a rocking chair. I don't know if that's true or not. Some kids just need furniture. Mm-hmm. 
of any sort. I have, I do have a piece of my mother's furniture. We actually, because we were bringing some of her things out, and it was called a butler's chest, and um, it's it's just, it's not a large piece, and I've used it for various things. It was in my bedroom, the last place I lived, to be you know for my underwear, and I kept the big chest of drawers out in the living room because yeah. it worked there. But um, yeah, they don't want your furniture. Yeah, really. I remember when my mom uh, died, uh, maybe 15, 20 years ago. Uh, we did need some furniture in the house. We didn't love the style, but we took it and if, we used yeah. it for a while until we could afford to buy some new stuff. So Yeah. Was, if you're really in need of a dining room table and it's two weeks from Thanksgiving and mom is saying, do you want my dining room table? Yes. You know what? You don't care yes. what it looks Until like. you can afford something from, you know, Crate and Barrel or something, use mom's and then you can figure out what to do with it after when you have the money to replace it. You might be able to hand down your vinyl collection, your record albums, because a lot of millennials love... Uh, you know, the big, you know, LPs these days. I don't know. Well, I don't get that. I don't Do either. Both of my girls uh, bought uh, record players really? um, and had a little collection of uh, LPs from and, and they thought it they, they thought it was cool. Unfortunately, they moved away and they left the record players here and I'm sure they never used them again. But it, <laughs> it was a little trend. It's still a little trend. Some people this like is them. the problem. The stuff just stays. Too bad they don't live close to me. I could have set them up and it would have cost them nothing. They, Just come over and take it all away. They I ended up donating. Me, yeah. 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 And by the way, as far as the albums go, again, in terms of collectability, unless it's mom's favorite album or it's mm. something that you just love because it reminds you of when you were little or you can't get it anymore. Right. Um, unless it's, are, unless if it's you're unusual. you're a real collector and you kept these albums in pristine. Uh, Mint. Uh, yeah. Mint is the word. Yeah. Mint. Mm -hmm. All right. Next up, uh, this item from Money. Dot com. Uh, the headline is uh, tennis balls, pickles, and five other surprising shortages right now. Um, <sighs> I guess the pandemic has has created shortages in areas that we were completely unfamiliar uh, with. Mm -hmm. You know, in the beginning, it was it was paper towels, it was toilet paper, um, some stuff like that. You just couldn't get. That was primarily because consumers were pulling it all off the shelves. Right. Now, some of the problem is that manufacturing plants can't hire enough workers. Mm -hmm. Shipping uh, shipping ports are having problems getting things moved through. So there's some weird little things that you can't find anymore, like yeah. tennis balls. Does this are, upset you that tennis balls are hard to find? You know how often <laughs> I play tennis. I mean, don't you need them for the bottom of your look walker? Look at me. Do I look like I play tennis? All right. Oh, I had a little look. joke there. Did you get my joke? Uh, Did you? Hear yeah, my I joke? got your joke. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. All right. Now listen to me. I know what it is. The tennis uh, ball. I bet it's like the box it comes in or something. There's some part of that thing. It's not the tennis. Like everybody's going out and getting the tennis little, balls. Yeah, the little vacuum uh, can. Something yeah. part. Some part of it that can't be done yeah. so that you can't put out a whole product. Uh, for some reason, certain kinds of pickles are hard to get. Uh, it's a shipping issue, I guess. Golf balls are a problem, I guess. God knows I don't care about that. I've never played I, a game of golf in my life, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, I my uh, yeah, I I know some people who do love golf. But if but you're I a golfer, that, that would be a frustrating thing not to be. Yeah, well, to they tend to stock up on golf balls, and if you know somebody who's a golfer and you know they're really passionate about it, if you need a birthday gift or a Christmas gift or anything else, that's always a safe gift. They love them. They can always use golf balls. That's uh, right. Apparently, Starbucks told. Um, has said that some of their stores are seeing shortages of cups, flavored syrups, and baked goods uh, because of uh, problems in the supply chain. Interesting. 
So I oh, guess I don't know. I would think it's the demand chain with the big. Yeah, goods. well, that's possible too. <laughs> but sitting home and eat. Okay, we're gonna you know we're gonna have to be careful again. Might as well stay home and get out the cupcakes. Here's a weird one. Apparently, there's been a shortage of dogs. Now, oh no, that's not that's not weird. According to this, twenty two percent of those surveyed actually added a new animal into their lives um, mm -hmm. since the pandemic started. You're one okay. of those. I am. I got Shiro in June, and he's yeah. he's he's on my bed sleeping. My daughter. Uh, Anything it, you need, dear? <laughs> my daughter um, got a dog during the, the pandemic too. Yes. Yeah, I serve at the pleasure of the do of the cat. Um, yeah, I think people got it for company, and I have to say, it does make a difference. You know, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's the only thing is you got to be careful that, you know, you're going to be able to take care of this animal as well. Not just, oh, I got it now and now it's over so I can see my friends so I don't need the dog. Right, um, right. Yeah, know. but yeah, oh, that's really true. And then, then you're going back to work and then the dog that you think it's spent true. so yes. much time with during the yeah. pandemic now is right. all alone and barking yeah. all day. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's rough. That is bad. Okay, so uh, finally today, uh, this item came up on my news feed couple of times this week and i was like what jake gyllenhaal the actor mm -hmm. well, apparently gave an, uh, an interview to vanity fair magazine in which he sort of suggested that he doesn't care that much about taking a shower he's not that interested he said to vanity fair magazine more and more i find bathing to be less necessary at times i think there's a whole world of not bathing that is also really helpful for skin maintenance and we naturally clean ourselves. So I don't know if we naturally clean ourselves. But we don't I lick do our we don't lick ourselves like cats do. But no, we don't. And and uh, Cheryl can tell you about that if you need an expert. Um, I think that uh, I heard this in an interview. Somebody <laughs> either wrote about it or studied it and said um, that the, the particular person said that his skin was better. He took showers, but it was just a rinse. He didn't use soap except on the private parts and oh, under the pits. You're, ta you're talking about Ashton Kutcher. Uh, who's no, he did, it wasn't. He wasn't in the interview, but well, Ashton does Ashton, do this too. He yeah. said the same. He said the exact same thing. Ashton Kutcher in an interview on a podcast said, uh, "I wash my armpits and my crotch daily, and nothing else ever." So he doesn't wash his face. Uh, that's interesting. Well. You know what he probably does? I do this with, Some I started don't. doing this. I haven't been wearing makeup every day because, you know, unless we're doing this or I'm touching up to go out to do something. Even women know now it's the brows and the eyes. Forget the lipstick is going to come off under the mask. Mm. But um, I use a, um, it's like a little microfiber square. I got a set of them. And you just rinse them under water and pretty much do it a couple of times on your face and water will do it. So it has no chemicals on it. It's just a scrubber. Correct. That's all it Correct. is. It doesn't even scrub. It's soft. Yeah. And it's not beating up your skin. You don't have to exfoliate several times a week, generally. Um, and I, the more you do that, it dries out your skin. These All these chemicals, read what's in any, any cleanser. Yeah. You can't pronounce half of it when you well, get to the third or fourth thing. Listen, you know, uh, just you know, we weren't put on the planet with a bar of soap. You know, somehow we were created without means of 
soaping up. So it's possible that maybe it isn't totally necessary all the time. Well, I think that we overdo it. We could and, overdo it. And yeah. that, that's a lot of, I think, commercialism and stuff. I don't, I don't buy, first of all, I don't buy bar soap. I usually buy it in a pump. Yeah. And uh, if I buy something, it lasts me for a long time because uh, I'm not using it as much. And I find that my skin is not quite as dried out. I mean, it's going to, as you get older, your skin gets drier. Right. Too bad. Well, but um, yeah, it's it's better. Yeah, yeah. Mila Kunis. Not putting chemicals on. Mila Kunis, who's married to Ashton Kutcher, also said she doesn't wash her body with soap every day. Uh, Kristen right. Bell, you know, uh, the actress said um, on the View recently that she's a big fan of waiting for the stink, as she puts it. Uh, she said, once you catch a whiff. That's biology's way of letting you know you need to clean it up. Well, and if we haven't been out with people or we're just getting back out there and we're going outside, maybe, you know, the, uh, all these factors don't matter as much. Listen, that's the whole key to all this. Listen, since we're it rocked up at home, we're a lot less self-conscious about how we might come off to other people. That's a good point. That's a great point. I think point. that is a good point. And, and, it's, uh, and, and, and as I say, I think it's – and also in California, save the water. Meanwhile, in the UK, they did a survey on all this stuff, and apparently, they well, as as you're sneezing over there, that's fine. I'll, I'll give Sorry. this little statistic: um, just over a quarter of people shower every other day. Only mm -hmm. half of people shower every day. That I think has been the. I think Europeans have been that way for a long time. Um, Six percent take a weekly shower. 4% claim they never shower at all, and 2% say they just use wet wipes to wipe their bodies okay. off. When you were a kid, uh, did you have to take a bath once a week? Once a week. Isn't that funny? When we were yeah. kids, Tuesday night, we took baths. The rest of the week, we didn't. So I don't know Tuesday where, night? I don't know why Tuesday. That was it. Mm. That was our bath that night. That was it. Wow. And uh, we did not shower or bathe every single day. Our, our parents would have gone crazy to try to get us in the tub every day. You know, day. I, I used to shower every day. And sometimes I have showered twice a day. If I shower in the morning and then I decide I'm going to take a swim, and then obviously you got to shower off the chlorine. Yeah. So I'm thinking, oh, my God, two ah, showers right. in a day. Do we I would not do that now. As a Californian in a drought and wildfire season, I think about every drop of water that comes out of the faucet. Yeah, I wonder if the... Chlorine in the pool needs to be rinsed off you in the shower or whether the chlorine in the pool cleans you off and then you don't have to shower. No, no, no. You want to you want to because you don't want to smell like chlorine. Oh, I like the smell of chlorine. Yeah, but not everybody with you does. <laughs> OK, <laughs> I think that's the key to the whole question. Not everybody likes the way you smell, so do it for others. Do it. They for would others. say, like, sit down and have dinner with me. No, wait, don't. You smell like the pool. <laughs> OK. Finally, uh, here are 15 most annoying things people do on Zoom calls, according to a new survey. Uh, you do some Zoom calls. You're much you're much more of a Zoom girl than you I'm were. I'm a little Zoomy. I have turned into Zoomerella here. You do this. This is a Zoom call. You yeah. are doing a Zoom. You do Zoom calls with your girlfriends. Yeah, every every week. How many are on that call? Um, three to five. Three to five. Okay. Sometimes even a sixth. That's a in. good size group. You all get a chance to speak. Um, there probably are some things that bug you about the call. 44% uh, of respondents here say that having a bad Wi-Fi signal is their biggest peeve. Do you ever have that with your group call with the girls? Um, I haven't had the problem. And every now and then, yes, people go in and out. And sometimes they have to adjust. But mm -hmm. pretty much we've all gotten to the point where we know what to do or someone does and can tell them. 
Uh, 37% of people say they hate it when people talk too much and, and don't leave room for other people. Well, that doesn't bother me because I'm usually probably the one that was talking You're the too one much. So they're I'm trying, talking about. I'm trying to be a little quieter and say, let somebody finish their sentence. Yeah. Um, yes. According to this, 34% of people uh, don't like it when you eat food while you're on a call. Oh, we have one now. She eats her dinner the whole time. She eats little things and her husband brings it to her off camera. He kind of comes in, you know, and um, it's funny because then we say, well, what are you eating? Yeah. <laughs> So it doesn't bother you. But she's you. a cook. No, you find it cute. As yeah. long as she's not chewing loudly is probably the only thing. Uh, no, well, we don't really hear it. She's not chewing right up against the mic. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. 34%. Uh, see, 33% don't like it when you don't pay attention. 33% don't like it when you don't mute yourself. Uh, so we're hearing your dog barking in the background while people are trying to talk. I get that, oh. I guess. I, I don't know. I don't have that problem. Um, uh, and a quarter of people don't like your messy background. Okay. Um, I'm actually, that's the one that gets me. I'm a little bit fussy about the background. Yeah, I, it, it can be too busy. That's for the people who didn't get rid of their stuff and give it to their kids while they're alive. <laughs> that's exactly Where are you going to put all that junk? Too much stuff. Too much stuff. Not in your Zoom shot. I, I, I added on here, it isn't mentioned, but the one thing that really does bug me is I don't like those fake backgrounds, the um, the blurry backgrounds or the I'm a sitting on a beach pretending like I'm sitting on a beach backgrounds. Have yeah. you ever seen those? Yes. They bug. They really bug. And you move around and then your hair moves and it's all it's just got to look. It doesn't. It did not look. And authentic. some of these things do, but I know you're not. Yeah, you know, if I were to have a nice a background of a tropical beach and I put it on next, you know, the next time I'm with the girls, they would know. No, of course, and it's not. I guess people think it's funny or it's cute, and which it, maybe it is for the first thirty seconds, but then stop. Let's no. just turn that thing off and let's it let's do work. our Zoom call. Uh, okay, time for your um, your 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 wrap up. I want to hear what your thought of the day is, Susan Sakura. What is your thought of the day? My thought of the day is uh, I, I will give you I will share with you a very very short little story. My mother had a punch bowl, and it was in the family for years. And the joke was I I had to dust it, and the joke was that you know if I ever broke the punch bowl I'd have to leave. Right. Ha, yeah. ha, ha. Ha, ha. She said, someday when I die, it'll be yours. And after my father died, because I want you to drive it back with you and use it. I want to see you enjoy it while I'm alive. Oh, dear. OK, so the message here is what? What's your what is your? Well, message if you me? want, if you want to, if somebody really likes something you have and you're not using it that much. Um, and you know that your son or daughter, like you have two girls, there's probably something that they would like. And if you're not using it anymore and it's OK with your wife, you will see them use it in their home. OK, that's really a great piece of advice. Don't wait for you to die for the kids to get the things you want them to get. Go ahead and give it to them now. That's yeah. a great thought. And they're less it. likely to they're less likely to sell it somewhere too, probably while you're alive. At yeah. least you see them enjoy it. And then if they get rid of it later after you're in heaven, who cares? You can keep an eye on it that way, which is good. Eh, yeah. You'll yeah. you'll be busy with other things. <laughs> hey folks, thanks for tuning in and listening to Older and Wiser today. We're glad you joined us for all the stuff that matters when you're fifty plus, visit us at olderandwiser.com. Susan, thanks. Bye bye. It was good to see you. Always fun. See you next time. Bye bye. Bye.